the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Insightful. Informative. Irreverent. We're ready. 1220 KDOW presents Rob Black and Your Money. Your source for breaking news, market updates, and successful investment strategies for the 21st century. Sounds like a great program. Getting you to retirement in today's market. So let's get on with the show. Taxes, family finance, insurance, the economy, technology, media, and entertainment. Rob is talking about it with you at 800-516-1220. So call in. We'll chat and uh, have some fun. Now to start your day with the latest news and market commentary. Here's Rob Black on the Bay Area's business leader, 1220 KDOW. Good day. Good day, good day, good day. Good day. Welcome in, Rob Black, and your money. I'm Rob Black. There's two parts of that, right? There's Rob Black. That's me, 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 glorious me. And the other part, your money. I have a friend. Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Hi. Hi. It's Tony, I've got a friend who is buying a car this weekend. Um, third car in the last five years. Okay. Uh, so I've known four cars in six years. Person goes for cars, right? It's a lot of cars. It's a lot of cars. And the point I bring up here is, is that, um, it's another car. And she went to CarMax yesterday. My sister used to work at CarMax when she was in college, which is, my sister did this thing where she didn't tell people she had jobs and she, she did things <laughs> where she bought a house and she never told people. Which is weird because she's got four or five older brothers that could have helped her, but she didn't. I don't know, stinking help uh, is the message she was sending. But so anyway, I know this person's buying a car used two years certified, which is better. Um, last car she got was on the internet and it lasted 25,000 miles. But I know a person's mother who's getting a car who works at like Trader Joe's. I know another person who is 65, retired without a lot of money, getting a car. Because the husband is on his third wife, and instead of giving her a trust or a will or a nice nest egg, it's like, here, here's an Audi or Kia or something like that. And then um, then someone who I work with is getting a new car. Everyone's getting new cars. And you know what I instantly think of, right? You're going to work till the day you die. That car is a depreciating asset, and if you're on your fourth car in well, six years, you've got a car issue. Yeah, I instantly think that I need to stay away from you, otherwise I might need to get a new car. Everybody that you know. That's it, right. It, <laughs> um, it is, watch, it is out. watch out if one of my friends get pre- uh, gets pregnant or, <laughs> yeah, or gets married, right? Yeah, stay away from Rob. Um, it, it is contagious. Uh, you know, looking at other people get cars, and then you get a car, and they, they, they make it easy. It's definitely not like getting a home loan. 
Um, I recently bought a new, well, two and a half years ago. And, you know, you, you kind of feel that they're eyeballing you a little bit. Like, why are you looking at this $40,000 car? And, da, 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 and then all of a sudden they run your credit and they're like, oh, let me take you in. You know, it, they treat you totally different. But once, once they figure out you qualify, like, and it's all about credit, it has yeah. nothing to do with income. You can make up your income practically. Okay. Um, you buy anything you want as long as you have you know the down payment they it's totally different um so that's why that's why the car business is can can do what they do yeah. and i think that's how they have to survive the, the the housing industry is totally different so with with her and people come to me with budgets and people come to me with questions uh she's like it's only 108 dollars and then she's like oh no that's a paycheck because she did it through her credit union and so it's $216 a paycheck and she got a six-year she got like a four-year loan on a car that died after two and a half three so she's went to CarMax CarMax is going to be $3,000 she's come up $600 short which isn't the most horrific thing but once again my last car didn't have a car payment for like seven out of of the ten years that I had it yeah you know um, no car payment equals you know money town it equals um Town. There was something. Somebody, Little funky town would be appropriate for Rob Black here. <laughs> yeah, seven, ten years in, in a car can get kind of funky. There's no doubt about it. Right. Um, something that that I was taught many years ago when I was young. I can't wait to hear that. Was that when you? <laughs> Go ahead, keep talking. Don't dance. This is not a dance show. When. When you pay off your car, you keep making those payments, but this yeah. time, but you keep making it to yourself. That way, you 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 don't have that payment shock when you do have to buy another car, and and, and at least save that money maybe for a down payment for a new car or repairs. That's a, the. Talk about it, talk about it, talk about I am talking about, about it. it. Was this the last great disco song? Could have been. Yeah. We could play this all day long. I get a feeling that like the Killers just are trying to revive disco a little bit. Okay, we're stay on topic. Focus. Go eat, go eat your riddle in, okay? My riddle. What are you talking about, fool? Um, so, <laughs> yes, $200 a month. I mean, that's yeah. a small car payment for a lot of people. Um, and, yeah. You know, it, Chad Burton says, and I sometimes I hate Chad Burton because he is so full of hot air. Like, literally, he could power, like, the state of California <laughs> with his uh, vacuous thoughts on... If your car payment's more than your 401k contribution, you're doing something wrong. I love Chad Burton. But that's a lot of hot air. Um, but yeah, yeah that's, that's true. I, I can tell you that if, if I had to do a, an hour commute every day, I would spend money on a, on a car that was a nice car. Okay. Something that was comfortable and I like, had all the amenities, the Bluetooth, the maps, the everything. Uh, um, otherwise, I, I, I would probably go crazy. I'm fine with the Chrysler Reliant. A Chrysler K car, a good, reliable car from the 80s from Lee Iacocca. <laughs> um, as long as it's got, you know, pleather. I'm, pleather. I don't need real leather. Pleather's fine with me, as long as I don't have a car payment. And now, like, all the women out there who have like, these dreams that one day my prince will come, they're all like, oh, they're all bummed and, and their, their reality is shattered because <laughs> I will. You can have a nice car. I'm fine with that. Sugar Booger can have a nice car. But for me, I'd rather have no car payment. So. Um, I'd rather wear clothes. Like, I've got this 21st Amendment uh, jersey on now that I've had for probably three years. Not jersey. I don't wear jerseys. Real men don't wear jerseys. If your man wears jerseys, you need to, to remove him from your life. If he's wearing a Brady jersey or 49ers Jerry Rice jersey, he needs to go. 
You own any George, jerseys? Um, I own a there's hockey a, jersey. There's a correct answer, and the answer is no. Let's ask again. Do you own any jerseys? Because I don't know. People wear jerseys are silly. No. There you go. $100 to buy a jersey of a team that you've never played for. The last sports team you played for, you ended up crying. You were in so much pain, you talked about your back being strained and such. Real men don't wear Real men wear jerseys who play on teams, but you know what I'm saying? You, know what I'm saying? you have a hoodie. A hoodie. Thank That's you. right, Jack. Uh, it's functional. So I'm, I'm functional with a lot of things. So, you know what I do? What I do so a hoodie is better than a jersey. You know what I do, Splurge on? Vacations. Yeah. But when I'm on the vacation, I pull out my app and I go, how much am I worth? I'm like, woohoo, no car payment. Kind of thing. Makes vacations a little bit easier. Makes that really, you know, that $20 pina colada is a little bit easier. You know, $20 pina colada is not the bad one. It's when you go to a nice hotel. Like, what I like to do is I like to do like five days at a condo and like four days at a resort kind of thing. That's my thing. The condo, Airbnb is fine. You get to cook your own meals. You save some money there. You don't have to eat a $45 steak. But when you're at the pool of a resort and kids are hungry and they're peanut butter and jelly or something like that, is you try to stay away from just all the crap. And peanut butter and jelly is crap. But, you know, fried fish, fried chicken, all crap. Fruit and fries, crap, 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 crap. Peanut butter and jelly, $15. Mm. I'll take the $20 pina colada every freaking <laughs> brag of day over $15 PB&J. I think the last time I saw something like that was an all-you-can-eat, and you f- you feel compelled to keep eating so, the, to get your money's worth. Yeah, I'm not an all-you-can-eat kind of guy. Well, I mean, you're eating a lot of fruit and a lot of, you know, It's granola. like Ralphie, the comedian Ralphie May, when he goes into Chinese, all-you-can-eat, he goes, you go now! You know me here! <laughs> when he does it, it's funnier than when I do it. It's what I do when I sound terribly racist. Um, but yeah, I'm not an all-you-can-eat uh, kind of guy. How about the $20 all-you-can-drink pina colada? Let's, let's do that. You know, I went and saw, and this was probably about two years ago, it was, um, it was at a Mexican restaurant, which wasn't really a Mexican restaurant. It's owned by the group called Town. I, they had a Sunday brunch, and these 20-somethings, they were probably 28-somethings. They were getting all-you-can-drink uh, mimosas. Mm. And one girl, she's ordering like another one. She goes, and just vomits. And she finishes her order in perfect kill. It was projectile. It was nasty. Uh, car payments equals no retirement. AM 1220, It's the Friday Ice Report. Friday Ice Report. Old-time hockey. Like it is sure. Yeah. Your San Jose Barracuda hockey updates. I'm Rob Black and Super Jones and super excited to be talking hockey again. It's that time of the season of the year where hockey comes back. And what a great game. If you've never experienced it live, it's ten times better than it is on TV. And if you've never experienced it with family members, it's even better. I grew up with four brothers who loved hockey, and they taught me the love of it. So to this day, I still have it. Uh, the San Jose Sharks started uh, not last night, but the night before their season. And their AHL franchise Farm team is right here in San Jose as well, the San Jose Barracuda. Barracuda Sharks, you kind of get the relationship there. Um, but the farm team is just as exciting as the NHL team. Uh, maybe not the Stanley Cup online, but pretty darn close. They are the players of the future, um, if that's what you're pursuing. But I really like the AHL. It's super family-friendly, super good prices. You can get tickets at sjbarracuda.com. Uh, games are starting right here, right now with the season. It's sjbarracuda.com. Joining me right now, Coach of the San Jose Barracuda, Roy Sommer. Roy, how are you, sir? Good, Rob. How was your summer? 
Uh, summer was good. How was your summer? Because you're back to work. And I know you don't take summers off completely, but you have a working season, kind of like school teachers, where you get summers off. Yeah, no, it was pretty good. Uh, a little shorter because we went uh, pretty far in the playoffs. But uh, and then we had a development camp in the middle of it. But uh, I got to spend a couple months up at uh, my place in Montana, so it was good. So you just brought that up, and let's let's recap a little bit about last year. Um, Barracuda had a really strong half, second half of the season. You kind of soared in the standings. You did a great job. You went to the playoffs. You get through round one. You get through round two. Um, and then you basically get to the conference finals, and I don't see you run out of gas. You just bet, met a better team. Um, let's talk a little bit about last year. Uh, you had a lot of players go to the NHL. You, you, it has to be a, a big A plus for you in the, the report card, right? No, it would. You know, it was a great year. Probably one of the better years I've had coaching. You know, we had a lot of players that you know had great seasons. You know, we had the rookie of the year and Dan O'Regan. We had goaltender of the year and uh, Krosnick. Three All Stars, you know Ryan, um, O'Regan, and, um, um, and Tim Heed on the back end. Um, you know we went had a 14 game winning streak, which are you know which is in any type of sporting event is pretty hard to do. And if you do that, means you have a pretty good team. And you know that's kind of how it was uh, all year. You know we. Ran into kind of a juggernaut in the conference finals against Grand Rapids. I thought they were the better team, and, you know, they ended up beating us and going on to win the Calder Cup. And as a matter of fact, our opening night is against uh, Grand Rapids Griffins uh, next uh, weekend. So that should be an entertaining game. People should come out and watch it. be a rematch of the conference finals. Now, that's your opening home game, but you do start the season off, um, I believe, is it tonight or is it tomorrow night in Stockton? Uh, yeah, tomorrow night we play uh, up in Stockton at 6 o'clock. So, and that's not, that's not a bad road trip. Uh, any Barracuda fans do road trips with you yet? Um, yeah, there'll be, there'll be a few of them up there, you know, to, to watch us open the year. No, as a younger man, I could do road trips, but now that I'm an older man with kids, it's uh, I'm like, I'll bring the kids to the arena. It's a little bit easier, and it's a little bit more family-friendly than road trips, per se, because the road trips might have uh, involved too many alcoholic beverages in my youth. <laughs> yeah. With that being said, let's talk a little bit about um, this season, what we have to look forward to. Last season, you had a great run to the conference finals. Um, can we expect more of the same, or have you graduated too many of your, your stars to the NHL? Like Kevin well, LeBlanc. actually, we've got uh, five players up that made the Sharks uh, from training camp. Uh, LeBanks there, Timo Myers there, Goodrill, Carpenter, and Tim Heat all made the big team. So we're excited about that. That's kind of what uh, we're all about down here is to move guys along and give them an opportunity to play uh, in the National Hockey League. And, you know, to get five players from your team – on the big team means uh, things are going good down here. I would agree with that. And uh, just watching the first game, you saw a lot of rookies from your team last season, LeBanc in particular. He drew too many penalties. You need to talk to him about that. But he also got a couple big goals. And uh, the Sharks are going to be nothing this year if it's not without the young players, per se. That's what the media is saying. I kind of have to agree. Well, it's, it's new well blood you know support. what, like... Uh, you know, with, with uh, the organization losing uh, Patty Marlowe, some of those young guys are going to have to step up. And uh, I thought you saw it uh, 
you know, the other night with the bank scoring two goals. I thought he had a great game. Take the penalties out of it, they probably win the game because they score uh, three goals on the three uh, penalties that he took. But uh, otherwise, he had a strong game. I thought Timo was real good. Um, we didn't get to see he uh, Carpenter a good throw, but you know they'll get their opportunity. So, Roy, you're in your 20th season, and I've talked to you now for three seasons, and I feel like I know you. Um, there's something lovable about the sport of the NHL. It's, it's No one says anything bad about the coaches. No one says anything bad about the players. It's a beloved sport. we got to get more people out to the arena because when you see it in person, it, it's, it's the number one thing out there. How does it feel heading into your 20th, uh, 20th, not century, but 20th season with the uh, Barracuda and the Sharks? Uh, I'm excited. You know what? I'm, I'm real... Uh... I was a little, you know, I was kind of a little bit worried about uh, our team at the start, but uh, you know, we finally got everyone down for um, uh, our season a couple days ago. You know, they, they sent twelve guys down from uh, the Sharks, and you know, we've had a couple good practices, and you know, actually, some of the guys are even say that saying that we have more talent this year than uh, we started the year with last year, so. If that's the case, we should be in for a pretty good, uh, pretty good run again. Now, taking a look at your roster, you've got, uh, is his name Marcus Sorenstrom? Sorenstrom, yeah, he's back down. Uh, he's probably be- not, not what he wants to do. Probably wanted to be up there with the Sharks, but, you know, his camp wasn't, you know, could have been a little stronger, I think, but he'll hone his skills down here and hopefully get back. But, uh, yeah, he ended the year last year up in uh, San Jose. Roy, you've got quite a reputation for developing young talent. When you see someone like Sorensen, um, who's a European talent, do you have a, a preference of, do you want a, a guy with a little more grit, maybe a little more North American hockey skills versus the, uh, I'm not going to say flowery, but the wonderful skills that European players bring to the um, NHL? Do you have a type of player that is more yours, or you work with what you get and, and you're good with that? Well, you know what, <laughs> at this level or, you know, pretty well, anyone that's coaching in the minor leagues, you kind of get what you get. Right. You know, you have a scouting staff and, you know, those guys go out and hit the road and, you know, bring players in that they feel are going to help the organization. And we just have to make those players better. Um, you know, a guy like Sorensen, he's got all the the makes of an NHL player. He could skate, you know, he's he's got a, you know, a high skill set. Um, he's pretty gritty. You know, he just got to bring in, he's just got to get more consistency out of his game. If he brings, you know, like up there, he had like, I think five exhibition games and he had one good one. Uh, you know, if he had four or five, he'd probably still be there. So I think the consistency on his part's got to be better. And actually, a lot of the guys that are down here right now, I think that's the main thing. It's just getting an opportunity and, when they go up there, play at that level that, you know, made them really good down here. Roy, have a great season. You've got a young team, the fourth youngest in the AHL right now. I'm going to be coming out to the arena a few times this year. Um, you're great to see in person. You're great to my, you know, you're just, I enjoy the experience. It's fun. It's it's family affordable. Have a great season. We'll talk to you again soon. It's Roy Sommer with San Jose Barracuda. Find out more at sjbarracuda.com. We're 
making financial sense of your portfolio. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. I've been doing financial media for holy mackerel now. A long time, uh, 20 years. Whoa. I know. Donald Trump's going to give me the Medal of of Freedom. And uh, well-deserved. So I don't feel like it. I feel um, young, all things considered. Uh, When I was a child, I did childish things. No, when I was a child, I remember um, I had an Atari 2600, and it was super important to me. Uh, you know, when you're a child, something's become, you get an emotional strength bond to, and then when someone tries to take it away, you'll almost cry. It's kind of where I was, and I remember seeing the first time, I remember I was in a pizza place, like a village pizza, that the first time I ever saw Pong, and you put a quarter in, and you'd see like a little table tennis go back and forth, and uh, then there was a gun shoot one, um, and then you, you start getting into space invaders and such. And I was instantly, I loved it. That was my entertainment. Some kids watched cartoons, not me. I was all about the video games. Because my father was in the military, there was a lot of arcades, you know. The military does a nice job of, hey, you go to war and you put your life in danger, but we'll give you cheap clothes at the Postal Exchange, the PX. We'll give you a lot of perks, a nice retirement plan. We'll give you arcades and stuff like that. Uh, But the soldiers got the arcades, but the the kids, the parents got to go in too, you know, kind of thing. So it was the right time, the right place. And I really got to like, like see it. And I remember doing a radio show 20 years ago. My boss, uh, he was violently insane, of which he's called me about six, seven years ago, crying in the middle of the night, telling me that I owed him because I went on to be super successful and he ended up going bankrupt, essentially. Um, calls me and basically threatens to kill me if I don't give him money. Um, violently crying, like hearing a 60-year-old guy cry is not the most comfortable thing in the world. Um, so I instantly called my local police department. And I said, if I ever do a 911, this is what it's all about. And so they put me in the computer system. If Rob ever does a 911, we know that there's some people out there that... Anyway, um, so I played video games, and it was one of the things I can talk about. He put me on air. Um, you know, I got on air. I had a situation where I was doing little one-minute updates, then two-minute updates, and... I was doing two per hour, so it's four minutes, and I was doing two hours, so it's only eight minutes, and I was doing 12 minutes. And in the radio, what you learn to do is you say yes. And, you know, with CNBC, I'd go up there as an analyst, and, you know, they'd say, can, you know, thanks, that was a great hit. Can you possibly do Christmas Eve? I'd be like, sure. Can you, can you do New Year's Eve? I'm like, yeah. So when you were having sex and being young and getting drunk and having New Year's Eve and finding people to marry and make babies with, I was working and developing my business. But the topics that I would come up with were things along the lines of video games because there was companies that were publicly traded like Activision, Electronic Arts, and uh, NVIDIA that you know were playing into that. Video games have come a long way since Mario and Yoshi, which for the record, I've never really, really liked Mario and Yoshi because I believe, in, I believe they're illegal immigrants, and I think we should build a wall and keep Mario and Yoshi out. Uh, Yoshi needs to be spayed and neutered, and Mario just needs to stay out because, well, he's Italian. And, you know, he's not Italian like Italian-American. He's Italian like, well, you know, like Guido. Like, he might whack me or something like that. So, 
Um, the video game industry's grown up. It's got 1.5 billion players across consoles, PCs, and mobile devices. So 20 years ago, I'd do a segment about Activision, and I'd do, and I'd say, uh, revenue's growing faster than the stock market. Revenue's growing faster than the average company. Revenue's growing faster than Duke Energy. And people would be like, Ooh, slow down, Rob, slow down. I get it. You're excited. You got something to say. And now there's 1.5 billion users. Whoa. Not too long ago, back then, there was 150 million users, and the proposition grows bigger and bigger and bigger. In South Korea, they can sell out an arena of 18,000 people to watch people play video games. Um, Amazon spent a billion plus dollars on a, on a, a, a website called Twitch, where you could watch people play video games. There's a video game right now that's not even out yet that's pulled in over $400 million in revenue because people are watching other people play video games. And it's basically an island adventure that... The Last Man Standing, 100 people start on it. So think Hunger Games. And you get to watch people sneak up and knife each other. And there's an incredible voyeuristic thing going on there. We're like, ooh, watch out, watch out. He's got a knife. And as you progress, you get better and better weapons and such. But again, 1.5 billion people. And here's where I use Tony Mendez, com. Tony. Yes. Um, are video games cheap? Yes. Let's answer that. Edit that out. Tony, are video games cheap? No. There you go. They cost a lot of money. Having a rig. Maybe happy. the games I buy are, are cheaper. They're 40 to 60 bucks. Sure. Um, you know, the industry is going to pull in $109 billion by the year 2020. And you look at the top video games sales, and they top the top movie sales. So the top movie of all time, whether it be Avatar or Star Wars, depending on inflation, such like that. You get video games that do way better than that on a pretty consistent basis. And when you look at the credits of video games, they're just like the credits of uh, movies, where at the end of a movie, you know what that's called when they do the credits? No. Wait for it. Wait for it. It's called The Crawl. Um, so The Crawl out of movies used to take, if you go back, if you watch something from the 1970s this weekend or the 19, early 80s, uh, let's say you go watch Pretty in Pink. Don't you forget about me. Um... So you've watched Pretty in Pink this weekend with John Hughes, or... Uh, I think that was Breakfast Club, by the way. Okay, don't let the facts get in the way of a good story. That's the first rule of, of journalism. Um, so, Breakfast Story. You go watch back and watch Breakfast Story. You'll watch The Crawl, and The Crawl will last one minute. And now if you go to a movie theater, crawl like of a Marvel superheroes movie, ten minutes. like ten minutes. Yeah. And they put movies inside of The Crawl. Same thing with video games. Um, so, $109 billion market. And let's let's play a game. Let's play video game investments. Are you ready with me? Ready. I'll, do, I'll do one, you do one. I'll do Electronic Arts. Your turn. NVIDIA. AMD. Microsoft. Ooh, that's a good one. Activision. Amazon. Take two. Come on, come on. Um, Blizzard. Is that that's that part of Activision? Okay. Um, I already said Nvidia. You could probably do GameStop. GameStop. But no one does GameStop because they're cartridges and such like that. So it it, it hits home runs and it strikes out. It hits home runs and it strikes out. But the one that I'm kind of fascinated with is Take-Two Interactive. 
they do the Grand Theft Auto games. Now, okay, we just played a game, and it didn't last terribly long. We didn't get 30 minutes of content out of it. We got, like, eight names out. And then let's go back and, in our head, say to ourselves, how much, how, how many people? And you start playing this game in your head of how many people and, um, you know, how big of a market? $109 billion. $109 billion. And so the video game market is getting, you know, you could probably throw in Sony, take two interactive TTOWO. I saw the the newest video. If you go uh, to YouTube and type in Take Two and punch in Red Dead Redemption, they're making a, a, a kind of a sequel to that game or a prequel. They're making prequels to video games. Does that not tell you everything? Um, and you go around on a horse and you shoot people. And it's probably not politically correct because. It's kind of awesome. Grand Theft Auto, if you take a look at it, when they just did one in L.A. not that long ago, it actually is mapped out L.A. Um, So it's pretty photorealistic. It's pretty awesome. Um, And kids aren't going to walk away from this at any point in time. And with virtual reality, I think virtual reality is going to kick up the dollars um, and kick up the the whole spend. You can get a little intimidated by it. Can you? I I do. Um, You know, I I don't have a console. I like PC. Yep, and I haven't played PC in a while, so I, I have a feeling that even if I did plug in a game, it wouldn't work uh, with my um, with oh, my you can video card. That. Pretty sure it wouldn't work, and my computer would just fry trying to play it. So it's not only the game that you have to buy, but you have to keep upgrading your computer if right. you're a PC guy. That's why I think consoles very popular because you just you know the, the console is already built to handle the game. Right. Um, of course, they, they upgrade those, you know, for more memory and so on. I think they're two very different beasts. Yeah. I think, you know... Um, I can't play a console game. I, I'd I have to plug, console I'd have games to plug for sports are awesome. Whereas PC sports games are, are miserable. Yeah. Whereas you can do first-person shooter, I think PC is a better experience for me. But you put the joystick in the hand of a 8-year-old kid, and he's going to know how to hit 14 different buttons because... Kids have more fingers today than they did when we, when I were growing up. But the game, the industry's moved. It looks from, that way, doesn't it? The move, industry's moved from physical to digital. And for instance, there's a new Star Wars coming out that you can get through Steam, or you can get it through Electronic Arts Origin. And the profit margins, the gross margins, are 80 plus percent. And when you take a look at Battlefront on YouTube, Battlefront Two, it's pretty amazing. And you actually feel like you're in an X-wing going up against. Um, Darth Vader, and it's a nice, pretty good experience. And when they put that in virtual reality, which I don't want to do the virtual reality experience until it's legit, to me, that's like going through a bad Halloween scare house versus a real Halloween scare house. I want the real one. I don't want the... I want the one that takes you two days that you might get trapped in, that there might be real ghosts. I don't want the one with the, the guy who's a, you know wearing bloody teeth from CVS. I don't want that one. Don't want that one at all. So, so anyway. So... I just threw on the Star Wars Battlefront Death Star teaser trailer for you. It looks um, interesting. It looks like the game. And yeah, it looks good. In it looks world, like a movie. You're in that world. Do we have time? Oh, 30 seconds. 15. Okay. Um, so the industry's growing fast, and the margins are at 80% gross margins because it's digital. Electronic Arts, Take-Two, Activision, NVIDIA, AMD... Uh, Microsoft's a player, Sony's kind of a player, and that's about it. Teach but not be taught. A million a year, maybe not quite. We'll be sharing the same next to kin. I've got a whole wide world, I've got a whole wide world just to find out. I've got a whole wide world.
comments and questions are always welcome. Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Money investing and more. Tony Mendez and myself. He's my mortgage lender, and sometimes I'll run ideas by him. And sometimes I'll use him as a straight man on the radio show because he <laughs> kind of plays that part. Uh, earlier today, we were talking about video games. Earlier today, we were talking about you car, know, car, payments. car payments, having a car payment versus not, and that freedom of having that extra 200 to $600 a month. One of the areas I see people get themselves into just enormous financial, like, in over their head is their car payments. But you and I were just uh, also running through some scenarios on home equity lines of credit. And you were, something you said in that first segment, you're just like, anyone can get a car loan. Like, it, the, the industry is geared towards you want it, you got it, almost almost instant real time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But home equity line of credit, four to seven weeks. So, yeah. It, a, it used to be quick. Process. Yeah, it used to be faster. Um that four to seven weeks feels like when I go to the doctor, that once a year annual physical, and he pulls out the rubber glove. <laughs> that moment where he pulls out the rubber yeah, glove. Four to seven weeks of that. It feels like four to seven weeks before. Are you done yet? Okay, yeah. Mr. Blackman, bend over. We so getting an equity line is a little bit different different than getting a what they call a first and second combo, but probably for, different than a proctology exam. Yeah. It's, <laughs> Is that the Simpsons? <laughs> no, that's my proctologist. <laughs> so. Go! When he's done and he says it's finger looking good, I'm like, no, <laughs> no, no jokes here. <laughs> okay, so it's a process to get a home equity line, and everyone wants a home equity line, but then they realize the bank's not just going to give me three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollar credit line that I could write a check off of without really doing a little bit of homework on it and making sure the I's are dotted and the T's are slashed. Yeah, and, and also there's a, there's a um, pretty wide range of interest rates and terms that you can that you can work with. Uh, I mean, the, the great thing about an equity line is that it you don't have to actually draw on it. Uh, you can just have it sitting there as an emergency, and a lot of people do that. In fact, more, the, the more people I know have equity lines, are, have it just for emergencies. They they don't even have a a, a balance. Gotcha. Um, but those who want to take some money out, it's it's a great. It's if you don't want to touch your first loan, you get that equity line, and uh, you you borrow the money when you can, you pay it back when you can. It's variable, which means that every time that you make a payment or, or a chunk of payment, it, it lowers your payment, and and then the effective interest rate drops. And and this is what so, you do for a living. You yeah. basically shepherd people through the mortgage process, whether yeah. they're buying their first home, whether they're buying a vacation home, whether they're buying their second home, whether mm-hmm. they're moving and selling, whether they're getting a home equity line so they can have the ammo ready right. to pull the trigger when need be. Um, but it takes, it takes some time. Now, even home equity lines of credit, they differ like gold and clay. Um, some of them are up to 500000 Some of them start at 50000 Uh That's the lowest I've seen. They probably could go even lower than that. But um, some banks are like, you know, we only do HELs to, you know, $50,000. i am like, really? Like, that's what's the fun in that? 
but you know it's not supposed to be fun. But the home equity lines of credit. There's different products even inside that that big concept. Yeah, uh, there used to be a lot more. Um, you're, you're limited to fixed, and then some sort of var- a variable that can have components of fixed and uh, the weird repayment plans. But there used to be quite a few different. But one the one thing that is pretty consistent is. Um, is the amount that you can borrow of the equity in your house. So you can go up to, in some cases, up to 85, 90%. Of course, the rate goes a little bit higher as you, as you go higher and you need higher credit scores to do that. Uh, but that is the one thing that equity lines, um, are very strict on is, is, uh, credit score. So you could have a ton of equity in your house, but if you have a credit score that's substantial, you know, let's just say it's the mid 600s, you may not get an equity line and you, you're forced to do a cash out refinance, mm. which you can do. So you can actually borrow more money with a lower credit score if you do a first loan than you do on a second loan. It's just it's all about the risk that the the lenders are taking and the investors. But those are they can be scary. Uh, a lot of people are saying, you know, is is it time to just convert my equity line into a 30 year fix because you know we fear that rates are going to go up in the future. Every time the Fed increases rates, your equity line payment goes up because it's all based on prime. I'm with you. And those can sting you down the road. And then you have a, you lose your interest only payment after 10 years. You lose your draw after 10 years. You have to pay it back in 20 years. And a lot of people keep holding on these. They, they go through that recast. Oh, I can pay it. The 10 year recast. The interesting then, about home equity lines of credit. One of the reasons they're flawed is that you basically borrow money. And a lot of people go out and get a new car, a depreciating asset. A lot of people, instead of going after something like, okay, I'm going to pay down other debt, like high college interest rate debt, great idea. Um, if you're going to do it with low interest rate debt, great idea. But you would kind of assume better performance uh, with the money you're borrowing. But there is a cost of that money. So you, there's already a negative subtraction on performance, per se, that you have to make up and beat. And, like, for instance, if you take out a big HEL and go buy a home, yes, you're selling your current home at high values, which could lose value, and you're a winner. But you're selling a part of it. Tough concept for a lot of people to digest. But you're also going out and getting a new home that you're getting at high values that may be dropping in value right next to that current situation. A lot of people are also saying they want to lock in the equity in their house. Okay. They get that equity line um, and they take the they either take the money or they you know they just sit on that that $500,000 for example in case values do drop. Um, it it is a consumer loan and it is something you you have to do a lot of research on especially knowing the, your exit strategies and that if you do borrow money and you try to pay it off with a refinance and like ra- what they do a wraparound loan is it's a considered a cash out loan so you have to be really careful about that and know that before getting it he's tony mendez i'm rob black talking all things financial whether it be video game investment ideas go back and listen to the hour whether it be home equity lines of credit um great idea and i've been working on one with tony it takes time he's a mortgage lender this is what he does whether it's sharks, tickets, or car loans and uh, paying those off versus investing. I'm Rob Black. This is Rob Black at your money. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.